Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the five films from podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-parter. We're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. Interesting. Right like, at that moment, that he's, he's like, okay, ladies and gentlemen, here's a big thing. Okay, we're going to go do it now. And I'm going to count it down. And, they, and it blows Eli completely yeah. off. Because what is Eli going to do? He, does he control the wrath of God? Of course not. It's all and bullshit. Eli makes all these claims. And I think that because Daniel is also full of shit, he has like an, a special hatred for other people that are full of shit. <laughs> it reminds him how full of shit he is. And I feel like he, good he just sees through Eli immediately and his whole like sort of, uh, I got the Lord in me, burp, 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 all that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then when HW goes deaf, Eli's not around to, 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 to praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah to no, heal him or right, any of that, yeah. you know. When do we get our money, Daniel? <laughs> Aren't you a healer? And a vessel for the Holy Spirit? When are you coming over and make my son here again? Can't you do that? Let me bless the world is happening. Daniel, you should have done that. Uh, you owe the church of the third revelation. Five thousand dollars! We made! And Daniel ends up like beating the shit out of him and like smudging him in oil and stuff. He's like, You're full of shit! <laughs> Yeah, Paul Dano's awesome in this movie. Yeah. I didn't even realize he was in the movie until yeah. I started watching it. I think uh, he was just supposed to play the character of Paul Sunday, and then there was a different actor as Eli who just wasn't doing it, and then they fired that actor, and then they had Paul Dano play both roles. Wow. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, Paul Dano's wonderful in everything. First thing I ever saw him in was... Little Miss uh, Sunshine is a great movie. No, before... Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's really good in yeah. that. But the very first thing I ever saw him in was uh, called The Girl Next Door. You look really nice. You really do. Dude. Always leave him wanting more. That Girl Next Door. Rated R. Special sneak preview tomorrow. I'm all wet. Can I come in? Uh, oh, yeah, an, yeah. Emile Hirsch and... Uh, I remember that movie. And uh, what's her name? Uh, Elisha Cuthbert. Elisha yeah, Cuthbert. I remember that Beautiful. Movie. And he's uh, he plays a character in that movie called Clit. <laughs> <laughs> or probably, like, he was also in 
a couple episodes of The Sopranos as AJ's friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I a remember couple that of Sopranos too. episodes. Yeah. yeah. So he's been around and he's always good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this movie is just it, it is just um, it's just a big time power struggle. And you know, uh, Daniel Day Lewis will do anything, including be baptized. Right. Yeah. Uh, be yeah. saved and stand up in front of everybody in, in order front to of the build church. the pipeline that he yeah, needs to build. build. Yeah. The, the one. Just, the one old guy is like a. I'm a sinner. Yeah. The one old guy is like a holdout, and Daniel like kind of blew him off initially, but now Daniel needs his ranch for the pipeline. So right, yeah. Right. And uh, so so what ends up happening too is that the brother, they're finally camping out. And and Daniel Day Lewis says, "Who are you really?" Because and he can like he doesn't know the like local stuff, you know. He, he doesn't. He feels that it's right. He feels like it. Uh, he's starting he to sees see through, him. through yeah. him after um, after confiding him in, in him and in, in yeah, you know, making him part of the part of the of the family thing. Uh, and and the guy says, "I met a man in King City who said he was your brother. We were friends." For months, working in King City, and he wanted to make his way to you, Dan. We didn't have any money. He died of tuberculosis. He wasn't harmed. He wasn't killed. Nothing bad. But he told me about you. And I just took his story. Used his diary. Daniel. Daniel. I'm your friend. How would I figured you wouldn't know, and I didn't mean to do you any harm. I just wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, done. Yeah, wastes him and buries him. Yeah, passes out that campsite, and then he wakes up, and the old guy who owns the land is there yeah. with a with a. There's in the little segment of the movie with Henry, the brother character. There's a part where uh, they're swimming in the ocean because they had, there's it looks so cool, like because you can see and there's a shot in a pool in boogie nights that is the same sort of technique mm-hmm. where the water line is in the middle of the lens or the middle of the frame right yeah. so you can see both above and below and deliverance does that actually i noticed yeah. it specifically in deliverance that's true but then paul thomas Anderson does it in two different movies and i think it looks cool it's <laughs> really cool yeah. yeah sometimes you're under sometimes you're on top yeah boogie nights was funny because he also incorporated sound he had on uh-huh. the other speakers yep it's really sick and it's great good stuff really good stuff yeah mm. there will be blood is is uh is a tour de force by, by Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, too. He, he won that, that Oscar that year, and I think it was, like, almost a given. I don't think anybody, like, really thought anybody else was going to. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. That, that was, 2007 was a big movie year for me. It was one of my first years of kind of getting into movies. And that film, There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men, were filming in the same part of Texas at the same time. Wow. Which, I mean, those are two great movies. I didn't yeah. know that. Uh-huh. That's awesome. For sure. Yeah, the uh, the um, what was I going to say? That um, I I didn't realize until the end of the movie. And PTAs will do this a lot, where he'll just start the movie, and there's no credits, 
Yeah, or anything, yeah. and you uh, won't get credits until the end. Especially movies from like this one on, because yeah. Magnolia has like a sort of like doot doot doot, but it's yeah, it's more of an opening titles than a credits. So right, right, yeah. right. And uh, and the, an you, opening sequence. You roll with the credits at the end of this movie, and it's based on the Sinclair Lewis story called Oil. Right, which apparently I think Paul Thomas Anderson read like a hundred pages of it and was like, oh, I like this, and then just didn't you know it's very loosely adapted yeah yeah, yeah. And, but it's inspired by it. at least yeah. it, at least it gives uh it gives credit where it's due yeah there. which is cool yeah and you know the, so this climactic scene that's so great with paul dano well before that the other big scene that i want to mention before you go there yeah i know where you're gonna go is when his son uh wants to marry paul dano's sister and his son is deaf now right and it's you know that's flash right. forwards by a lot of years and daniel is just kind of drunk and shooting stuff in his house. He's like totally lost He's it. He's lost it. Yeah. Should have seen this coming. I should have known that under this all these past years you've been building your hate for me piece by piece. I don't even know who you are because you have none of me in you. You're someone else's. This anger, your maliciousness, Backwards dealings with me. You're an orphan from a basket in the middle of the desert. And I took you for no other reason than I needed a sweet face to buy land. Did you get that? So now you know. Look at me. You're lower than a bastard. And that house is also the house of David Huddleston and the Big Lebowski. The, the oh, hello. Big Lebowski. And it's in a lot of stuff. It's one of those classic movie rich people mansions. But, uh... uh yeah, the, Daniel Day-Lewis, right. Yeah, when he just kind of... Get out of here. He, he, he completely, like... Any sort of human relationship that he had with anybody was with his son in the beginning of the movie and then you see like he just ends it and just... how much of the truth is he telling there and how much is he just like fuck you for leaving me like i'm not sure yeah it's just ruthless it's yeah just like, right it's it, yeah he just does not give it a just damn. yeah it just comes to a point where where and and that's the thing about daniel day lewis's character is that's where that's how he got to where he is by just saying this is the way it's going to be or else and that's it. Yeah. My way of the highway kind of a kind of a character, even with his own family. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, and and that's that's kind of heartbreaking. Um, and he would talk about ruthless. So yeah, that right. So soon after that, you that, know, a climactic scene where Paul Dano goes to goes to his wakes up like hammered in a bowling alley with like yeah. this food laying out next to yeah, him. Yeah, he's face down in the in the alley of this of this bowling two, little two lane bowling alley in his house, and Paul Dano is there. Because he got, he's saying, "Well, I'm into radio now," and but blah then blah he's blah. Also out but of he's money. out of money. Yeah. I'm asking if you'd like to have business with the Church of the Third Revelation in developing this lease on Young Bandy's thousand-acre tract. I'm offering you to drill on one of the great undeveloped fields of Little Boston. I'd be happy to work with you. Yes. Yes, of course, that's wonderful. But there is one condition for this work. All right. I'd like you to tell me that you were a false prophet. I'd like you to tell me that you are 
and have been a false prophet, and that God is a superstition. But that's a lie. It's a lie. I cannot say it. When can we begin to drill? Very soon. How long will it take to bring in the well? Which would take long. I would like a $100,000 signing bonus plus the five that is owed to me with interest. That's only fair. I am a false prophet and God is a superstition. If that's what you believe, then I will say it. Say it like you mean it. Daniel. Say it like it's your sermon. You know, there was there was a lot of uh, evangelical radio going on. Well, there's uh, Billy Sunday, which is a real life guy. Right? Well, yeah. yeah, and Billy Sunday. The funny thing is, my boss, uh, my boss's dad, um, made friends with Billy Sunday and had him hanging out at his house. And they were one of the least religious guys, but Billy yeah. Sunday was this very charismatic thing. And that that's the other one is. Um, the other, the other, um, the other person I was going to point out is the Amy Semple McPherson thing From and Day of the Locust. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. she was also uh, just a big deal, but it was scandalous that she turned out to be. Oh, imagine that—a normal person with human failings. I am a sinner. Nobody wants you know? that. Yeah, and Paul Dano was just—he uh, just went goes to him and says, "I need." I need money. And I he need thinks help. he's got a card. He thinks like, oh, that guy, Bandy, we can finally drill on his land because he's dead. And Daniel's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. He didn't give a he fuck makes, anything. He, he yeah. makes Paul Dano say that God is fake. Just yeah, like yeah. makes him do it. Just like Paul Dano made him. Talk about, I am a sinner who abandoned my child. Or yeah, whatever. Yep. I abandoned my They're child. They're just constantly trying to get one over on each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and guess who gets one over on each other? Yeah, he just <laughs> bludgeons Paul Dano him. with a yeah. bowling pin. Yeah, uh, and kills him, and then the 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 butler, the old guy who says, you know, uh, excuse me, and uh, he's sitting I'm there. Finished. I'm finished. I'm finished. And then we get this Johnny Greenwood score, amazing yeah. score. Great yeah, it's great. Stuff. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a killer movie. Killer movie. You know who the production designer was? Jack hmm. Fisk, Sissy Spacek's husband. Oh wow. Yeah, and it's a great production design. I love like. All the sort oh, of it's incredible. That just tactile details of the old west, like the uh, the weird electric cross in that wooden room is yeah, so crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the white tablecloths and like glasses in that restaurant. Like it's so there's so much good stuff in it. It really doesn't miss a beat anywhere. Yeah, and uh, Robert Ellswit, who, who has shot a lot of these movies with Paul Thomas Anderson, got his Oscar for this movie, which makes sense. It's cool. A goddamn like beautiful epic uh, uh in terms of this just physical scope of what you see in yeah every yeah yeah and speaking of that you're talking about the restaurant um that that's where um these these oil men have have been trying to get um daniel to to work with them and he's like he knows he can go to union or whoever yeah. the big oil company is and he ends up he ends up real drunk in that same restaurant telling them to fuck off mm-hmm. and he ends up going selling out basically he sells out to big oil 
at yeah. that point, and that's why he doesn't give a fuck. That's what I mean. That was his plan from the beginning. Apparently, was to yeah. sell out to, Just stay, to sell out. oil. Yeah, amazing movie. Yeah, it really is very good. good. Stuff. All right, let's take a break. What do Last we got? One movie. more. Yep, licorice pizza. All right, chief. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. Yeah, and by far the most recent film we've discussed thus far, last year, 2021's movie Licorice Pizza. True love seed in the autumn ground. True love seed in the autumn ground. I'll take it. We don't do new stuff. Not often. But yeah, this movie takes place in the 70s. Yeah, so yeah. That, yeah, so we'll, we'll get a waiver on we'll it. Yeah. <laughs> Give us a pass. Yeah. yeah. It's a good movie, though, isn't it? It, I really it is like a good it. movie. Yeah. It's just uh, it's another very charming love story mm-hmm. um, between in, in Congress kind of uh, it's a little Harold and Monty maybe yeah, in that maybe, way yeah you bit. were saying that those, and I, yeah. I, I get that I get that yeah how's your day going yeah dinner tonight are you asking me out yes I'm not going on a date with you you're 12 you're funny I'm 15 <laughs> how old are you you're not supposed to ask that you're not supposed to ask a girl how old she is annoying you're right it doesn't matter to me how are you going to pay for dinner? If I say yes and we go on a date for dinner, how are you going to pay? You say everything twice. <laughs> Don't say everything do. twice. What does this say everything twice? Come on. How are you going to pay? Gary uh, is 15 and Alana is sort of nebulous. I think we ultimately find out she's 29. Yeah, but... even though she, uh, once she finally does say, she yeah. says she's 25. Right. Um, yeah. And Gary's uh, like a child actor and sort of this uh, real hustler type, o- almost like a junior Daniel Plainview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's an entrepreneur with yeah. a, he's always got, a, he always got something going he's on. He's played by and... Cooper Hoffman, uh, son of the, you know, Philip Seymour Hoffman, the late great. Uh, I think I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And there are certain scenes in Licorice Pizza where the resemblance comes out quite a, quite a that's lot. That's funny because I, if I had known that, I would have seen yeah, that. Yeah, 100%. Think, a lot clearer. Yeah. yeah, that's wild. Yep. I had no idea. And Alana is played by Alana Heim from the band Heim. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the movie in the theater back in Gainesville uh, uh, last year, it opened up with a music video of theirs, and it was great. Oh. Directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. I did see what yeah. he did direct mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. Uh, yeah, her and her actual two sisters and parents are in the are movie. Are in the movie, yeah. And they play her family. Mm-hmm. And she lives with her family, and she's, uh, she's uh, I don't know what she's doing, really. Um, uh, but she should be getting her life together. Right, you know? yeah. And she's he's, sort of a... He's sort of like immediately hits on her. The very beginning of the movie, she's working yeah. for a school photographer yep. who just does classroom pictures. And she's just kind of like a coordinator. And he hits on her right away and sells her this whole idea that um, they, they should be together. And he's just, he's just a super charming... Um, and it builds so slowly that it's like... It, 
you're not sure like if she's ever really gonna like yeah. get on board she, with it. Yeah. She she gives off the vibe that it's like this is not gonna happen because it's the there's a too big of an age difference. And if but it yet, were gender reversed, it would be like insane. <laughs> it would be yeah, yeah, it would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really it's really kinda cool in that in that respect. Yeah. That um yeah, and she's just like she's worldly wise and got this thing, but she didn't have anything going on. She's he's got like tons just of stuff. Burnt out. Yeah. yeah, he's got tons of stuff going on. He's only fifteen. Yeah, yeah. They go out. He he convinces her to meet him at the cock of the uh, tail of the cock, which is a Encino restaurant. Is, is that the one that is owned by John Michael Higgins? Or no, that's another restaurant that he's working with the with the Chinese wife. Oh no, that's yeah, a Mikado. Uh, right. The Mikado. Okay. That's uh, yeah, that's a Japanese. <laughs> which <laughs> it, uh, we he uh, he has two Japanese wives in that. That's right. In the yes, movie. <laughs> and he's like pretending to speak Japanese, but it's actually and he just, doesn't. He admits he doesn't like, even know Japanese. Speaking English with like a really fake accent. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Miyoko, how you think of this? What do you think of item for newspaper? It's just like so absurd. Yeah. It's like talking really loud to a deaf person. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the hell are yeah. you doing? Crazy. <laughs> it's hilarious. And he's uh, he's best in show. He's a Christopher Guest oh, yeah. uh, guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, he's, yeah, uh, he's great. He's he has a great scene in Dewey Cox as a record producer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's uh, he's funny as hell. He's perfect. I was willing to open my mind because these Jewish gentlemen brought you in here. They usually have good taste. And now here you are in front of me, pretending you can sing. And I have to say that today, your performance has shaken my belief in the Jewish people. And and so the movie the movie chronicles, um, um, you know this this relationship. And he convinces her to show up, and she shows up, and she doesn't know why. And he keeps staring at her. Don't do that, you know. She's great. I know you're and in love with her. So, I'm, I'm in totally love in love with her. Yeah, yeah she's I'm madly awesome. in love with her too. She's there's a and scene where the the character is so like kind of like relatable. Also, like <laughs> I, I really. I love, I love this movie. And she has she has imperfections. She's uh, uh, later on, um, she wants to be an actress, and so and so Gary's going to help her because he knows the whole acting scene. And he takes her to this old lady actress. Uh, yeah, I don't know the, the actress. Um, I can't remember her name. Harriet Sansom Harris. You have a warm smile, which is very powerful, and you have a very Jewish nose, <laughs> which is becoming very fashionable. I'm getting a lot more requests for Jewish girls. Really? That's great. Like she this. looks like Catherine O'Hara. Yeah, yeah she's like an old was. school yeah. uh, agent, and she says, your nose is so Jewish. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so uh, Alana has all these, you know, uh, ostensibly these flaws, and she's got crooked teeth, and you know, she's just beautiful, man. Yeah, no, and, I think she, yeah, she's really cool, um, and, she, you know, the clothes that she wears are awesome. Like, every, everything, oh, yeah. everything about this movie's aesthetic I really love. She drives this great Pontiac. I think it's a GTO. It's this... I think Blue you're right. Pontiac. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think excellent. you're right. Yeah. Um, uh, and and so after they after they have this date at this restaurant, which which features pivotally later, um, mm-hmm. they um, 
you know, uh, Gary's, Gary tells her, I've got my own PR firm and my mom works for me. And she's like, get out of here with that shit. Are you, are you lying to me? Are you kidding me with yeah. this shit? No, I'm not kidding you. And so the mom says, God, I've got to go to Las Vegas so I can't take you to New York to do this show, but you can't there, go without yeah. a chaperone. So he convinces Alana to take him to New York. And he's working for, like, fake Lucille Ball, right? Um, yeah. And Christine that, Ebersole. Oh, yeah. and she's, a, she's so perfect. So funny. She's got this awful hair. And he thinks he's, like, going to make a really funny joke. How about you, Gary? Uh, well, last week I did three beavers. Leave it to beaver. Three beavers. Or something like that. And then yeah. everybody's like, what? And then Lucy starts yelling at him. Yeah. And they're running after him. Yeah, somebody's interviewing everybody. And so his buddy Lance, is that Lance? The Lance character is name? the other guy, yeah. Yeah, and uh-huh. he's the handsome uh, He's the handsome kid. Probably slightly a... older than Gary. Yeah, I yeah. just did a. I just did a. Uh, I just did a thing with George Papard. It was a George Papard show at the yeah, time. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and uh, and and that's when Gary says, "I just did three beavers." Yeah. <laughs> he tells Alana, "I'm going to do something special yeah. for you." He whacks Christine Everhall in the head with a pillow a because they're all yeah. wearing pajamas and, and, yeah, and they're all dancing song, around. Yeah. It's a real kind of a little orphan Annie kind mm-hmm. of a thing almost. It's just really really ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and so Alana is always trying to find she dates Lance she takes Lance to her parents yeah. house for Shabbat and he goes I'm an atheist and, and, and yeah, the whole thing sad. blows yeah, up that's a funny scene the whole thing blows up yeah. it's just great the dad's like what the fuck <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they end up like started and, and then like I guess Gary starts a waterbed business, and that kind of becomes like that becomes the, the thing. thing for a while. Yeah, and... yeah, it's funny because he walks by this wig store, and you see him from inside the store walking by. And you see the sign in reverse, and he's like, "What is that?" And there's this really attractive black woman mm-hmm. uh, says, "It's a waterbed. You want to try it?" And who comes out? George DiCaprio, yeah. the father of Leo DiCaprio, and he he's is the owner. And he's like... the owner. Yeah, and he's. That whole scene between the woman and George DiCaprio when Gary gets on the bed and it's Gary's point of view. Yeah. It's, it's these great Jonathan Demi shots. These it's like incredible. Dead yeah. center face shots. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Uh-huh. Like black girl's upside down. Yeah. Right, right exactly as, as you would see him. Yeah. And so DiCaprio is just like a, he's like a pioneer somehow. It's just like, he had a waterbed. Yeah. yeah, I had a waterbed. Uh, there was a whole chain down here called Waterbed City and now it's called City Furniture. Oh, is that, that what That started, started out That's as so a waterbed funny. change. I'm looking at this now. I had a waterbed um, for 20 years. It was the greatest thing ever. So I'm looking at this now. It's This is crazy. Jerry Frick, the John Michael Higgins character, is a real guy who opened the Mikado. Um, oh, wow. Mary Grady, the, the agent who says too Jewish, is an actual child talent agent and mother of actors Don Grady and Lanny O'Grady. Wow, Don Grady from My Three Sons. Yeah, that's his his mom is that wow. agent. Wow. And then Joel Walks, the Benny Safdie character, is a real guy who is running for mayor. I didn't know that. I didn't know yet. that either. And then Sean Penn is obviously William Holden. Like, right, that's pretty right. clear. Yeah, yeah and, but and, without saying. Yeah. He's Jack Holden. Right, yeah. yeah. And there's kind of a little Steve McQueen in there as well, yeah, I think, yeah. with the motorcycles. And then Tom Waits is uh, just like kind of... Mark a... Robson is the real-life guy. Um, Rex Blau is the character. I'm looking here that there was a real-life film director who he's based on, Mark Robson. Wow. Who d- directed movies in the 40s and 50s. I think he I was... do know that name, but I didn't know it was based on Peyton him. Place, uh, Valley oh. of... Oh, Earthquake. Hell yeah. Hello. And Von Ryan's Express with Frank. Oh, awesome. Yeah, cool. Yeah, nice. Tom Waits is wonderful. As yeah, always. so, that's, wonderful so this is... The movie kind of... Uh, 
it kind of goes it's into episodic a in a way. Yeah, you know, but and and she's she's searching for her own identity. In the meantime, he's created this waterbed business, which right. is right, and she's a little is, bit sort of pinched off from which him, is I think. doing yeah. really great. And and uh, and at one point, she says um, Nixon's on TV. And he's talking about the riots in L.A. because there's all these gas lines, because there's an oil embargo going on. And, and she looks at Gary and says, The beds are made from vinyl, Gary. Vinyl is made from oil. It is? Fucking God, what did you think it was made out of? Gold? I don't, I don't know. I thought it was, um... What? I thought it was... Magic? Like a scientific fabric. I thought it was like a mm. rubber. Which is also made out of oil dipshit. So it becomes this thing where it's just like not socially conscious. Yeah, and it's and that's a great scene. I thought the movie was going to end there when I first saw it. Because it was Mm. like, this is just our fundamental difference. Like, you're a sort of go-go capitalist. At all costs, yeah. yeah, and And I'm like a sort of... Uh, disenchanted hippie, like you know, it's, yeah, you know, yeah. It's, it's and just she, a fundamental difference. That's the first time where she really, uh, really comes off as being socially conscious. But she's always telling him, "You have no idea what's going yeah. on in the world." And of course, he doesn't. Yeah, that's right. He doesn't. And <laughs> well, he's he's a kid, but he's not a kid. Yeah, he's a, a, a very child. like mature kind of kid, but he's he's a child man. Is what he yeah, is. He's a not a man, man child. Yeah. He's a child man. Yeah, totally different. And she calls him man when they yeah. first meet, and he's like, "I like that." Yeah. Uh, he goes, "Okay, kid." Um, that's really funny. You're 15, <laughs> and yeah, so the, there's a. Uh, so she he, en- but she he ends up the trying store. to be an actress. But he ends up closing the store. Well, well, but she ends up trying to be an actress, and that's how she ends up meeting Sean Penn. Right, this right. Sort of she auditions for him. Character. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and there's a character on... called Rainbow. My parents are dead. They were killed in an automobile accident five years ago. They are nice people. Nothing really happens in intercourse, you know? So, as soon as I graduated high school, I grabbed my bag and my guitar and I came to California. And Kataruski. That was wonderful. Thank you, Alana. So, I don't know who that guy is with Sean Penn, but he's great. He's good. Ben Stiller. Is that? Oh, ben Stiller. I, see, I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, dude. Him. He has like one line. Yeah, okay, it's Ben said, Stiller. Yeah. I feel like I've been with Rainbow for 10 minutes. And they're he at the tail his, of the car. Yeah, and then they run into Tom Waits, who is like, Kind of playing Tom Waits, you know. He's, and, but he's, uh, he's like Jack. Wait till you meet this character, <laughs> Jack. Goddamn Holden, dang! You son of a bitch from hell, get over here! You shiny, golden, tall, inexpensive prick! <laughs> My goodness, it's so good to see you. There's God's <laughs> and they uh, do a motorcycle jump, and Ilana like is maybe in danger for a second, and they don't. Well, she the falls fuck. off yeah. before the right as he's taken off. So there, and, and Tom waits. Is like, I'm on. I need three wingback chairs from the bar. I need a bottle of Everclear. I need plenty of grease from the kitchen, and I want you to meet me on the eighth hole by the sand trap. Dos minutos, pronto. Apurase. Burning daylight. It's and so here they do this whole jump is recreating a jump from some movie that they did together. Yeah. But, and yeah. she falls off the back and Gary runs to her and they they reconnect again. Mm-hmm. They're always reconnecting and disconnecting. Yeah, it's really it's, great. It's a series of that. And yeah. then 
So what do they do? They sell a waterbed. It becomes like an arcade, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they, they've got all their waterbed store in the back of the truck, but they sell a waterbed to who? To John Peters. Sean Penn. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. Bradley Cooper as uh, John Peters. Yeah. Um, who is, you know, a real life Hollywood figure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, producer and sort of like Warren Beatty and Shampoo was based on John Peters yeah, a little bit yeah. and he was Barbara Streisand's manager and boyfriend and he's just kind of an insane person you listen in to this, this movie, movie yeah, yeah. Cap- Bradley Cooper um, really captures like some coked up insanity he's great I'm gonna kill you and your family if you fuck up my house okay you got no. a cat no you got a dog no yeah you your brother and sister brother yeah your brother I'm gonna fucking choke your brother out right in front of you okay Steve's gonna look after you while I'm gone uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, Gary. I want you to be horrified. Okay. Your life's on the line. But you know from that, right? It's way the streets. It's a real, real funny, like, sort of character performance. Uh, and uh, they have to kind of, he tries to hit on Alana, and that's when you hear what her actual age is. I'm 28. What's that? I'm 25. Yeah. <laughs> She's driving the truck because uh, yeah, Gary can't. He probably doesn't even have a driver's license. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so this whole bizarre scene where where um, where Bradley Cooper is just like, uh, uh, "I'm going to kill your whole family if you fuck up my house." Yeah. To Gary and and they're so they're filling up his waterbed. He has to go pick up Babs. You know, they're going to the yeah, movies. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And he's got his car. He's got whatever that car is. It's some Ferrari yeah, or something. Some, yeah. Heavy I, I duty uh, car. And he takes off and they're filling his waterbed and they're looking at each other. And so he just pulls, Gary just pulls the hose out and leaves it running in his bedroom and they take off. Yeah. So as they're going down the hill. They, he just shows up, He right? shows yeah, up, but he's, he's walking because his car ran out of he's gas. He's just this and he's menacing like, figure. Yeah, he's like, he gets, like, stops him and gets in. Okay, back up. Go back yeah. up the hill. And he wrecks his uh, part of his garage trying to find a gas can, which he finds. He gets back in the truck. They take him to the gas station. He goes and just butts the line and just goes and he's got, it's my he's nozzle. Like fighting people uh, at the gas says, station. Yeah, motherfucker. That's right. My nozzle now. And he's holding a lit. He's just like fucking loony. It's really insane. And they it, take it, off. It goes into cartoon territory for a minute, but it's for great. a moment. Yeah, it's it really, really funny. Yeah, and they take off and they run out of gas. Yeah. And uh, but they they don't run out of gas until they go back up to where his car is parked and they smash his windshield in. Then they start to take off and they run out of gas and she 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 rolls the yeah. truck backwards down this yeah, fucking hill. That's, uh, yeah. And um. And then, and then <laughs> they just kind of like, yeah, they, they go get gas. They've got their right. own gas cans and she's sitting on the curb and she's really kind of, she's kind of fried and who he, like, shows up again. Yeah, yeah. He walks past and he throws, throws out. a trash can through the Encino post office window and breaks it for no apparent reason. Yeah, that's right.
And then he comes back with these two, yeah, girls. These yeah, two yeah. women in tennis outfits. He goes right back after Pretty him. Pretty funny. Yeah, he misses Alana. It. Alana just like kind of sneaks past yeah, him. By yeah, yeah. She's 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 just not showing her face, and he's in the, he's in another world, man. Yeah. He's a hero. He's a hilarious, over the top. Uh, I you know too funny. So um, then so, the last part is um, it's the sort of election thing. Yeah, right? she Where, just, she calls up a friend of hers. She remembers to, to volunteer for Benny Sapphire. Joel Wax, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of strange because because she's sort of she's sort of with her friend, but then Benny's hitting on her. She thinks he's hitting on yeah. her, and this is menacing kind of. Uh, strange looking dude in a numbered shirt that's yeah. across she points out this guy's been watching our office all day and she goes up and gets in his face and he's it can clear, clearly he has some kind of some kind of agenda but mm-hmm. it's never been made I mean, clear I've, I've worked in political offices before and does, that's a thing like just fucking weirdos it's like are you like spying on us it's, yeah it's what are you thing. doing yeah, here like people, yeah move along yeah, it's like i'm waiting for totally somebody. a thing yeah yeah and uh so so she's she her friend wants her her to go out but then benny calls and says can you meet me and it's at the tail of the cock and it's um benny's and his girlfriend mm-hmm. the mayor i mean boyfriend mayor and his boyfriend are having kind of or a the fight. candidate yeah, yeah and that's the a, candidate joseph and cross is playing the boyfriend it's a really yeah. great job and so benny uh the the mayor basically wants alana to be his beard yeah. yeah i don't think it's wise for my personal life to distract from what our first priority is what is our first priority well, there's the community, my campaign, and everything mm-hmm. that I'm working towards. Yes, and that's that. And this is dinner, so what are we working towards? So, Alana, you came to meet me for a drink. Um, you were running late, and now you're going to be taking your boyfriend, Matt, <laughs> home. And the guy with a numbered shirt is sitting outside the restaurant. Mm-hmm. He's sitting, like, out in the waiting area. And, it, and that's the last you ever see well, him. Well, he's, you know, it's, he's working for the other side right he's just like oppo yeah and that, that's what that's i, what I started yeah. to think that like he, he's basically working for sam yorty yeah, yeah yeah right exactly and yeah. so she leaves with him and uh, it's a beautiful scene because the boyfriend is just like they're all shits aren't they who are the ships all of them they both just got made into look like total morons by benny completely abused yeah, and terrible. used and abused they yeah. both, both of them just yeah, there's a nice little connection between the two of them, and they're and all shits. And then she probably thinks about Gary a little bit in that moment. Yeah, as well. but then yeah. she realizes that Gary is not. All of her boyfriends have been shits except that's Gary. That's true. Yeah, uh huh. And that's why they run back into each other's arms under the movie theater for "Live and Let Die." Live and Let Die. Yeah, pretty great. Yep. So she knocks him on his ass, yeah, and he's uh-huh. got this arcade that's full of kids. It's the same shot. From Punch Drunk Love, when Emily Watson mm-hmm. and a sailor like yeah. meet, yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely, yeah. So here's the thing, Gary Valentine from this TV show, from this movie, I didn't know this until a minute ago. I just pulled it up on the old uh, internet. Fucking internet. Based off of Gary Getzman, the uh, film producer and actor, friend of Paul Thomas Anderson, who started a waterbed company and a pinball arcade. No He shit. was in the movie Yours, Mine, and Ours with Lucille Ball, and he once delivered a pizza, or a pizza, a waterbed to John Peters' home. We know him for his collaborations with Jonathan Demme. Something Wild, Silence of the Lambs, Married to the Mob. He produced all his movies. No shit. Yeah. There are no degrees of there separation. There are no degrees there. of separation. That's a beautiful Isn't that thing. insane? That's yeah. That's insanely great. I can't believe it. Yeah. I love it. That's like, and, and that's uh, PTA's keeping old Hollywood alive, yeah. you know, for, for real. Mm-hmm. It's great. 
That is fantastic. Good stuff. Yeah, Good I had stuff. no idea. I had no idea. No idea either. how like. I mean, all of the, all of the shit you were reeling off, <clears throat> all of these. I figured a lot of these people were based on real people, but you know, if you're not in the business, you don't know. No, yeah, I I think it's really cool. Um, I'm glad that. Uh, and there's so many child actors that are just didn't yeah. didn't pan out, you know, or, yeah. or ended up at the end of their. Uh, well, this guy Gary Getzman became a film, a producer. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, had, he had a productive and life. And I bet Gary in this movie ends up becoming a film producer. You know, like that mm-hmm. totally follows. Yeah, 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 that exactly. He meets Jonathan Demme, and then they just make uh, stop making sense together. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Alana is uh, he doing music videos yeah, for Alana? And that's yeah. awesome. Uh, John C. Riley back again as Fred Gwynn. Yeah, <laughs> just for like a second. One. No, we're not open. Yes, I'm the real Herman Munster, but you can't be here right now. <laughs> the credits actually say Herman Munster as himself, which is really good. Yeah. <laughs> I love the name of that. It was called Pop Expo Teenage Fair. Yeah, and that's a great like p- that shot of Gary walking through there is your your almost obligatory PTA Steadicam tracking shot. Yeah, that that's a need. beautiful yeah. thing. Yeah, there's Good people stuff. coming in and out. Yeah, that's you, awesome. You want to talk about the other movies PTA made? He made a couple others that we sure. can talk about. His first sure. movie was Hard Eight. Uh, Really good movie with Philip Baker Hall, John yeah, C. Yeah, Riley, yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow, and Samuel L. Jackson, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, about a gambler in Reno and and his relationship. Really good. Reno's an interesting town. Yeah, uh, it's sort of like Las Vegas Junior. That's the movie say. makes it out that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. In, in real life. And so then, uh, aside from the ones that we've talked about, he also made The Master in 2012, which we've both seen, but I don't really remember a lot of it. It kind yeah. of flew past I, I me. I remember it in the theater, and I remember thinking that it it. Um, it it has some it has some amazing moments in it and and I didn't really get um you know PTA is really interesting because he he we're talking about how much actual history is in this fictional yeah. account uh, the master has a lot of actual history um that I just find out more and more about like I was talking about um, um, Guy Ballard and his mm. wife and the I am movement and right. and PTA talks about how that movie was based on on um on um, a lot of There Will Be Bloods research. And then he said Jason Robarts told him a ton of stories about the Navy oh, when he yeah. was dying. And, uh, That's interesting. And the, he, they got a lot of grief from Scientology, which makes no sense because this is a Depression era. I mean, it's, uh, it's an analogous kind of situation, but yeah, it's not literally based on that. No, it and it's not, even, yeah, yeah, it's anachronistic to Scientology yeah. all the, together. But Scientologists have really thin skin. I'd, I'd like to see the movie again. My memory is I'm definitely going to watch rough. it again. Yeah. And Philip Seymour Hoffman, it really, it, he's, it's really centered on him. Yeah, and he really gets. To and carry Amy the Adams movie. is in that movie. Yeah, I, Amy I'm Adams is a huge great. Amy Adams fan. She's she's the uh, she's the strong wife, and then, um, you know, what King Phoenix is is is, is really, uh, he's sort of an enigma that Philip Seymour Hoffman wants to understand, and he thinks he does, but he really doesn't. It's really good in that sense. It's good. I didn't think it was a. I didn't think it didn't hit me as a really good good movie or okay. a good story necessarily, but I really I did uh, I did appreciate it. Well, uh, twenty then, twenty fourteen Inherent Vice, uh, based on the Thomas Pynchon novel, I also with Joaquin Phoenix. I thought it was like really disappointing, um, kind of like like a long goodbye sort of vibe. So I thought you know it seemed like something that was really neat, but uh, like a uh, like late sixties kind of psychedelic thing but it's a private eye story it, it sounds really great right mm-hmm. you know, from the side of it but 
I, I never really. I know Jack has like the same yeah, same feeling. Kinda, I never saw it, and Jack read the book, and I also you read the book. You said the book doesn't know. I don't like. Yeah, either. I don't like the book all that much either. It's one of these things that every, all the elements I like, but for some reason, it just doesn't totally come together. It doesn't congeal. Uh, yeah. Phantom, and then we never saw Phantom Thread. We never saw Phantom Thread. I you know would another, like to see it. Yeah, me yeah. too. Another Daniel Day Lewis, Daniel also Day. based on uh, uh, based on some sort of a London. Uh, 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 designer, super fastidious, designer, uh, yeah. yeah, iconic fashion designer. Uh, so that sounds might be, might be cool. Yeah, um, yeah. There you go. That sounds like it was five films from Paul Thomas Anderson. Yep. Yep. I'm Todd Edmondson. Yeah, I'm Matt Kennedy. And we'll see you next time. Sounds good.